wishy-washy kind of way. We're going to start working on step seven tonight before we run out of July. So I'm going to kick us off reading out of the Working the Steps pamphlet from GA. And step seven. Do you need to hear step six first as a reminder? Maybe. So, well, they don't really play off each other directly, but step six was we're entirely ready to have defects the defects of character removed. Now, step seven is humbly asking God of our understanding to remove our shortcomings. Here goes. Now you're being asked to seek to remove via your higher power your character defects. Is it really necessary? It certainly is. Character defects were a major portion of the reason one gambled. Therefore, keeping these defects can lead one back to gambling. For example, let's take one defect, anger. Assume you get into an argument, handle it poorly, and become blindly angry. Anger turns into rage. Then you feel something must be done to relieve this terrible, hateful feeling and resort to what comes naturally, gambling. In the past, as you know, In the past, as you know, that pain caused by anger was at least temporarily eased through gambling. Compulsive gambling is learned, inadequate response to life. You must rid yourself of the disturbances that you have acquired through gambling. This, guys, I feel like, I'm going to keep reading, but I feel like that's just one of the total foundations of all of this. You must rid yourself of the disturbances that you have acquired through gambling. What can be done to prevent such a relapse? First, you must have a desire to remove this defect. To realize the shortcoming can destroy you, desire comes more easily if you realize what is at stake. If you are masochistic, the desire to change may be slower in coming. Assuming you want to live, however, try to take the step as indicated and humbly and humbly ask your higher power to remove the defect. Humbly ask for help? (laughs) A nice guy who never hurt anyone except himself? When you've survived for so long all by yourself, how can you humbly ask for help? Look at your track record with absolute honesty. Have you really been a winner? This honest look at your chaotic years (laughs) should assure you that the anger must go, if only a little at a time. You can only concentrate on one defect at a time. This is a slower process, but it enables you to focus more clearly. Also, working defects singly is, for most, more comfortable. Oh, singly. Yeah, that's a funny looking word. Having selected a defect, seek help from your higher power. Each morning, shortly after getting up, seek the will of your higher power daily as life's problems arise. Ask for help in reducing or removing the defect on which you will be working on that day. You must do the legwork so your higher power can finish the job as he or she sees fit. At this point, learning to cope is a new adventure. There is something many refused 
or were unable to do before entering GA. It's strange at first, but each time you cope, you get better at it. When you leave the world of reality and slip into irrational anger, you should now be able to recognize that something is wrong. You now have to get yourself back on the right track so you can go deal with today. Anger, the defect on which you are working, might still be a problem. It will scare you when you react with so little control. Anger could lead you back to a bet via the hatred and resentment created. You're not entitled to be angry. It's an enemy, not a friend. Each day, practice restraint until, God willing, you have formed a beautiful new habit, a positive habit. Today, anger should be under control and cannot lead, and cannot lead you back to your addiction. Feel good about that. The same procedure can be applied to another defect. Now you can see how your higher power can remove defects if your higher power chooses to do so. So initially, when I was prepping to chat with you guys tonight, I was thinking that I would do the questions. You know, sometimes we do the questions afterwards, at least parts of them. But I think I want to dig a little bit more into this just because I connect with this reading so much and I believe in it. And I just want to maybe throw in a little more feedback. So essentially, it's saying that we learn to compulsive gamble to gamble compulsively as a, they call it an inadequate response to life. So when we get angry, we deal with it this way. And for me, I know that that was true, not just anger, but all those other feelings, which is why it's saying to address all of our shortcomings. And as you saw this week with a couple of my episodes and um, I made some videos for Instagram where I was really um, frustrated and angry and maybe a little hurt. I had a lot of those emotions that could be considered character defects. Absolutely. And part of why I made a video about one was because I was down walking and I'm literally <laughs> telling that I'm walking and communicating and venting as one of my healthy ways to deal with the anger, frustration, um, and hurt. So it's not that these feelings aren't going to come, guys. Like They're going to come and they're going to surprise you and you need to be prepared to deal with them. And as this reading progresses, what I hear and, and what I took away was we have to ask for help. So we have to first like know and accept we can't do it alone, which that the other step where it kind of leads us up to. And this this list of what we want to work on, we should have done in step four, right? Wrote, wrote down um, some of these, at my day job, they would call them opportunity areas instead of calling them defects or flaws, which really has a negative spin to it. So Again, it's not that you're not allowed to have these feelings and they shouldn't be identified as, um, you know, complete monsters. But if those feelings turn you into a monster who gambles, then, yeah, absolutely frame them as the enemy to get rid of them. I just don't want you thinking that, like, you can never get angry again because it's going to happen. You know, it, it's just going to happen. So the direction that this really takes us, it asks us to explore hum humbly, humbly asking for help. 
how can you humbly ask for help to your higher power, it says. I want to look up the definition of humbly again, just so I don't mess it up. I know what my opinion is. Um, in a way that shows or suggests a modest or low estimate of one's importance, meekly, in a low position or condition, unpretentiously. Well, geez, we went from humbly to unpretentiously. Like, that didn't make it any simpler. Um, but a low estimate of one's importance. I don't know if I'm crazy about that either because we're all important. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, okay, not proud or arrogant. Okay, that sounds better, although successful. Yeah, it's okay. So it's not about ranking or status or whatever or or feeling like we got it. Because if we go into it overconfident, we're not going to get the help from the universe, higher power, God, whoever, whatever that is for you. Um, it's going to be really hard because we're going to look like know-it-alls is kind of how I interpreted it after reading that. So uh, the other, this this part too was just like, whoa, this honest look at our chaotic years should assure you that anger must go. Like, can you relate to that? The, the chaos of when emotions and emotions drive you. There's so many times. There was this fella that I was involved with for many, many years. And I remember, like, anytime he pissed me off, I would go to the casino. And it felt like just about any time he pissed me off. And I can remember that because it was about the only time I ever shut my cell phone off was when I was at the casino, like, don't bother me. Um, and it was driven by anger. Like this, this is so, so true and relatable. Okay, the next part gets into, and this is part of what I wanted to call out as well, having selected a defect. So this whole reading focuses on anger as that defect. And maybe your defect is mm, uh, self-sabotage or... Maybe it's judgment. Judgment's one that I know I've had to work on. Maybe it's lying. Um, it, it could be anything. But what this is saying is, and we talked about this when we were talking about moving mountains, is a little at a time, like all of a sudden things are getting built if we just take like one step forward. And we have to be okay with that. And and it's really hard and I have people in my life right now trying to get me to look at like business things this way to really chunk them down. And even how I processed this last week and everything um, with the situations and conversations I put myself in, I've had to kind of break it down in little pieces to digest it and process it. And, um, you know, it's if I took all my my ick, I think I called them ick when we were on the phone yesterday, my icky feelings or, you know, just those feelings, those, those ones that don't serve us, the negative ones. Um, if I tried to handle them all at once, maybe it wouldn't work. You know, like I had to sort through the anger. Okay. Am I angry about this or am I angry about that? Like, what am I angry about? And should I be angry or should I be hurt? Do I have all the facts? You know, like it's, it becomes almost like playing detective with our, for me, for my own emotions. Like I have to really sort through them and be very aware of them. 
and I'm, I'm continuing to develop this skill. I am so in the infancy of this because for me, I went from numbing all the feelings with gambling to now discovering I have feelings to trying to identify them and then put them where they're supposed to be. Like, are they supposed to be in my bucket? Are they not? Are they serving me, protecting me? Or do I need to just kick their asses to the curb? Like, it's all a process and I'm still still digesting that. And I think that for me, part of that process is the meditations and just trying to slow down my brain so that I'm not always reacting. So that's that next piece. Now, what does it look like to work on a character defect? And I think that this will be a little different for everybody. So this says each morning shortly after getting up, seek the will of your higher power daily as life's problems arise. So I interpret that kind of as, you know, a conversation either with the universe or um, praying if, if you're in the camp of God. It could be journaling. Like one of the things that I use most days, like right now I'm in the middle of this abundance challenge, so that's taking up my journaling time. Like I can't, I just, I figured out that I cannot do all hundred things presented to me and I kind of modify my daily routine. So like when I was in the alcohol-free class, I was doing the exercises that Paul gave us, which took X amount of time, say 15, 20 minutes. Um, and now this abundance challenge could take anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour and a half. It's taken me some days. So um, this is part of my my choosing and allowing myself to get overwhelmed would be one of my character defects, wanting it all. I could do it all, you know, like I'm superwoman. And then I have meltdown days and that remind me I'm not superwoman. So anyway, um, <laughs> well, I guess I, yeah, nope, I can't do it all. Anyway, so what is, what does that look like for you? So let's say, let's say anger was your, was your, um, defect and you wanted to start working on that so you can go through maybe it's the GA literature if you want to start there or there's apps on the phone and I think that I, I think there are some Gamblers Anonymous ones there's just some blanket recovery ones there's um, a 12-step guide I'm looking at my phone because there's a there's a lot of different ones and I haven't unfortunately I haven't played with them enough. I, I plan on digging in a little deeper, but there's a lot of resources. But it could be just as simple as writing down, you know, today I'll be mindful of what I get angry about. And, and you know, write that a couple, write that a couple times. And then as you go on your day, if you feel yourself starting to get angry, I think I, I'm going to make this up right now, what I'm about to say. I know they do it with food. There's like this hunger scale. So maybe with anger, it's an angry scale. And you figure out, you know, like the car that cut you off, is that a, is that a one or is that a 10, you know, of how angry you get? So let's say that it's a one. I think then if, if I was working on this, one of the tools I might use is the 30-second rule. I told you that when I was in treatment, I couldn't be mad about anything for more than 30 seconds. 
So if a car cut me off, that's that's barely worth 30 seconds, right? As we're sitting here talking rationally, it sounds logical that it could be a one. I mean, it could be a, a five, a 10, whatever. I'm not telling you how it should feel for you. I'm just saying that when we're not in the heat of the moment, we can see how it could maybe be a one. And if we think about it, that's the mindful piece. This is where like the meditation and and the studying of the mindful and just being present and in tune with our bodies and our feelings. That's why that's such an important part of our recovery. And again, I'm continuing to learn about this and practice this and we're going to grow together on this one because I don't have that as um, a complete foundation of, of my recovery. It's definitely a work in process, and I have a feeling it will always be. As I, as I watch and listen to um, Paul's journey, and after meeting him in January, like I could really see how... When I, when I started listening to his podcast from the beginning to the man that I met in Asia and, and what his focus was on, like in the beginning, it was just survival. It was, it was, let me not have a drink today. Let me educate myself. Let me help people. And then when we were in Asia, it was really about being present, understanding that slowing down helps and not that he dictates anything to us, by the way, it's, he doesn't tell us that we have to meditate or whatever. He, he's just shared his journey in this mindful, peaceful practice. And that's part of what's influenced me to dig a little deeper into it is, is I see the value even in these conversations. And as long as I went to GA, I don't know that, it was ever discussed to meditate per se. You know, it's like not part of the program. So that's why I tried to incorporate a bunch of different tools, you know. Anyway, I'm totally digressing. But I tr- I really want to convey that there's, there's different le- like stages of our recovery. And if I'm talking about meditating, but it's your day one, you may not be ready to meditate or be thinking about higher power, all that stuff. Like if it's day one, maybe it's just you don't gamble today. Um, but if you're exploring and you're onto something like step seven, going back to the car example. So let's say you get cut off. That's a one. You apply the 30 second rule. Okay, cool. Then you get to work and let's say you get written up or you don't. Now that's a bad one because that's negative. I don't like that one. How about, um, okay, you, this one's hot on my mind because it's review time and I haven't been given my review yet. So let's say I go into my review and I know that I had great numbers and great performance and I want a 5% review or a 5% raise, but I only get a 2%. Like that angry is going to be a lot closer to a nine or a 10 because I've busted my ass for a year. I, I've set expectations, which we know is another whole conversation. But I, I, in my mind right now, telling you this, it just makes me angry thinking about that that could happen. You know, like I could feel it starting to, to bubble up. And then that might be, you know, an eight, a nine, a 10. And what, what will I do with that in the heat of the moment? Now today, I won't go... I won't go gamble, but 
in my in my gambling days, it would have been the perfect excuse. It would have been totally asinine, right? Like, you're not giving me enough money, so I'm going to go lose some money. We, you know, again, another sidebar of the absolute insidiousness and just craziness of <laughs> of gambling. So what would I do to deal with that 8, 9, and 10 now that I'm not gambling? So that might be where that taking a walk comes into play. Or maybe maybe it's like legit going in a room and crying. Like crying <laughs> releases anger for me. And that's okay. You know, like that's okay. That's better than, you know, calling my boss's names or having a temper tantrum on the floor or, you know, some of the kind of actions that could come along with with anger, punching things, you know, all of that. So it's kind of compounding because you have to you have to be thinking about those solutions before it happens in order to execute those solutions. Because if you're angry, you're not going to have a clear mind to be like, "Oh, I should go meditate. I'm feeling an eight. Like it just doesn't it it takes a little bit of practice. And um I don't know that anybody can really do it perfectly, but by focusing just on that one feeling and then maybe some of the coping mechanisms you come up with or some of the work that you decide to do to address these feelings, maybe what you do for anger works for frustration or works for envy or or whatever that is. You know, our, our toolbox could never get too full of the resources that we need to address this kind of stuff. It, it, it just can't. Um, the, the walk yesterday and then, you know, talking to my audience, that was, when I tell you guys how important it is that I practice what I preach, I, I tell you that and I mean that wholeheartedly because I feel like I have a responsibility to you now and that I have to set a good example. And that actually helps me behave better. You know how they say uh, people act different when no one's watching versus watching? It's, it's kind of like that. I mean, I'd still be trying to do my best, but I don't know that I would be progressing quite like I am or feeling how I am or trying as hard without knowing that I want to learn for you guys and I want to share what I'm learning and I want to help anybody who needs to be on the the right path with this stuff. So the 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 numerous tools and the different ways that I react now um continue to to evolve and grow and you know if you asked me the first time I was in GA would you deal with these emotions by going on a podcast and talking in your microphone and, you know, pouring your heart out to anybody and everybody that will listen? I would have said, uh, hell to the no. <laughs> so um, this is just where my journey took me and, and gratefully so. But I'm just trying to give you some some context and some examples. So the last paragraph gets into, you know, each day practice restraint until God willing, you formed a beautiful new habit, a positive habit. So those are the things I'm talking about 
setting yourself up when you're not in the heat of the emotion. Um, and today, anger should be under control and cannot lead you back to your addiction. So you really got to separate that too as you form better habits. So let's say every time you get angry, you go for a walk. Over time, when you get angry, your body is going to know it's time to go for a walk versus the old school way of when you're angry, you go back. When I'm pissed off, I go to the casino. When I'm pissed off, I go to OTB. When I'm pissed off, I jump online. We got to unprogram ourselves that way, and it comes through practice. So um, really good stuff here in step seven. I will consider maybe talking about those questions tomorrow i ran long again but that's okay i could do whatever i want that's what i keep telling myself anyway (laughs) all right beautiful people i hope that you have a fabulous evening